Our scripture this morning comes out of uh, the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 27, the 27th Psalm. And uh, Lindsay is going to be reading our scripture for us this morning, Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger, O you who have been my help. Cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you bow with me? Oh Lord, we thank you for this, your word. This indeed is the word of life. Now make us people of life. And now God, hide me behind your cross that your message of love and grace might shine through for the redemption of the world. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. There is no way that we ever could have come back. There's no way that we could ever rebuild. No way our church could ever survive, at least this. There is no way this overgrown cow town will ever be able to be what it, what it could be. There's no way that the state of Oklahoma can thrive again. We can never come back from this. The fear of the unknown must have been paralyzing in 1995. The fear of the unknown for some of us have, has become paralyzing today. We have become paralyzed by fear 
afraid to, afraid to stick our head out our doors, afraid to drive through our neighborhoods with the windows of our car rolled down, afraid to even look someone in the face. Have you noticed that? Those of you who have maybe gone to the store to, to grab some groceries, even, even wearing a face mask, even wearing gloves, even, even uh, almost, almost covered from head to toe, have you noticed how few people make eye contact with one another today? It's as if we are afraid to even look at others because we don't know what it is that's out there that could be lurking. The same could be said for the days following April 19, 1995. The same could be said of, of those in the times of the Bible when Psalm 27 was recited. The Jews, while in exile in Babylon, Jairus with a sick daughter, blind Bartimaeus, begging on a road to Jericho, the disciples after Jesus' crucifixion, Peter after his denial of Jesus, or think with me about Paul and Silas in, and their imprisonment in Philippi. You may, you may know this story just a bit, or you may not have ever heard this before. Paul and his fellow worker for the Lord, Silas, they had made their way to Philippi. Philippi was a major city, but in that city they ran across a, a, a young girl who had, who it's, well it says she was a slave girl who had the spirit of divination. And she brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. And she followed Paul and Silas all around, crying out, these, men's, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. The Scripture says that she kept doing that day after day after day. Finally, Paul got fed up with it. And he performed a miracle of the Lord. He cast out that, that spirit of divination out of that young girl, out of that young slave girl. But her owners, her owners who had, who had been making a lot of money from this young girl who had been able to tell fortunes and, and all kinds of other things, well, they lost out on the money that they would be able to, to make. And so, and so they had Paul... Uh, brought before the Paul and Silas brought before the magistrates, and they said, "This young, uh, th this this Jew here is is teaching things that are that are not of our of our customs." And so the magistrate had Paul and Silas beaten with a rod and then thrown in prison. I can I can begin to imagine. In fact, we know we likely know what was going through their mind. There is no way we can come back from this. Can we ever be able to do what we feel God is calling us to do? Now, indeed, this was, this was not Paul's first time that he had been in trouble. He had already had to escape at Damascus for fear of his life. He had left Jerusalem for his own safety. He had been stoned at Lystra and thought for dead, but he re-entered that city. This was not his first, 
beating, but this was indeed the very first time he was put in prison. So he was put in prison there in Philippi. And if you know much about the ancient Near East, you know that uh, prisons were uh, not places that you would want to be. And in fact, they were not places where people survived for very long. The prisons did not offer them food. They did not offer them any kind of health care. They did not offer them any kind of exercise. It literally was a dark dungeon, and you you were in there just by yourself well, not really by yourself, but you were, you were there with no one to take care of you other than, your other, uh, other than your fellow prisoners. You had to have someone from the outside to come and bring you food to be able to maybe care, maybe care for your wounds. And so the Scripture continues and says then that Paul and Silas were singing hymns to the Lord that evening, and the other prisoners were listening to them when all of a sudden a a large earthquake occurred and and began to shake that prison, so much so that the doors of of the prison flung open. The prison guard heard what had happened, and he was about to, he, was, he had drawn his sword ready to commit suicide because he knew that if the prisoners escaped, his life was over, and, and in order to not dishonor him, uh, himself publicly, he thought he might be able to end his life. And someone shouted from, uh, from, uh, from the jail and said, no, we are, we are still here, put away your sword. Sure enough, the jailer went back and he found Paul and Silas and the other prisoners still still in their cell, recognizing that if indeed it was going to be the Lord's hand that freed them, it was going to be the Lord's hand that freed them. They didn't know what was coming, but I can imagine Paul reciting Psalm 27. The Lord, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. In the days following, it was a difficult decision for this church. They didn't know the future. They didn't know whether they would ever be able to save their building, for one. But would their church ever be able to be the same? 
and they made a stand. Our God reigns and we will remain, the sign said on the church. As Reverend Harris said, over the next three years, the church thrived and even grew. In the face of destruction and death and despair, the church thrived and grew. He told about those Easter lilies on that Sunday. I recently ran across that uh, tape of that worship service on that last Easter on April 16, 1995. My wife and I watched that tape, and it was an, it was an astounding worship service. And sure enough, sure enough, just as Nick and his wife Chris, have, they've told the story for years and years and years. I saw those Easter lilies right all, all the way across the front of that stage. I saw the Easter lilies there on the, on, on the sides of, of the choir loft. They had told that story for years and years. And then I ran across this picture. Maybe you can make it out in this picture. This was a picture that was taken just days after the bombing. You can see there on the, on the pews the, the stained glass that had come out of the skylight. You can see the, the rubble that was strewn about all across that sanctuary. But if you can make it out, you will see... a. There's an Easter lily there on the front of the stage. And there on the, on the tiers on the sides of the, of the choir loft are all of those lilies. A sign of God's grace. A sign indeed that the Lord is the stronghold of our lives and we have nothing to fear. In the days following April 19, 1995, Dr. Billy Graham came and led not only Oklahoma City and the state of Oklahoma, but also the nation in a service of memory, remembering, and memorial. Hear these words of Dr. Graham. He said, that terrible and senseless tragedy runs against the grain of every standard, every belief, and every custom that we hold as a civilized society in the United States. And the images of devastation and human suffering we have seen here will be indelibly Printed, imprinted on each one of our minds and hearts as long as we live. That blast was like a violent explosion ripping at the very heart of America. And long after the rubble is cleared and the, re and the rebuilding begins, the scars of this senseless and evil outrage will remain. But the spirit of this city and this nation will not be defeated. A tragedy like this could have torn this city apart, but instead it has united you in a way that you've never been united before. The forces of hate and violence must not be allowed to gain their victory, not just in our society, but in our hearts. We must not respond to hate with more hate. This is a time to come together.
and then just five years ago, well, excuse me, just 20 years ago, on the fifth anniversary of the bombing, President Clinton came and spoke. And he said this, There are places in our national landscape so scarred by freedom's sacrifice that they shape forever the soul of America. This site, this site is sacred ground. We may never have all the answers for what happened here, but as we continue our journey toward understanding one truth is clear, what was meant to break has made you stronger. In First Church, I would echo those words yet again today. What was meant to break us has made us stronger. For the Lord is our strength and our salvation. We have nothing to fear. In this day of a global epidemic, in this day of social distancing, in this day of loneliness and despair, in this day of death and destruction, hear yet again, hear yet again that the Lord is our strength and our salvation. The Lord is our stronghold. Come, experience the goodness of our Lord through Jesus Christ. We've experienced it. We have seen it firsthand here at Oklahoma City First Church. We would encourage you and invite you to experience the goodness of the Lord on this day. The Lord is our strength. The Lord is is our salvation. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you for your amazing and life-changing grace. You are our light and our salvation. We have nothing to fear. You are the stronghold of our lives. We fear nothing, even the unknown future. God, we've seen you do it once. What was meant to break us has made us stronger. We've seen it time and again. No, Lord, we know that we're going to see it again. Come and do your work among us. Come and remove fear and timidity. Give us a spirit of boldness. Give us your faith. We pray these things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.